Hello and welcome to the This Is Marketing Podcast. I'm Ross Marone, and in this episode, we're gonna talk about chatbots for your business. Chatbots are nothing new, but they kind of are when it's coming to businesses and how easily they can incorporate this into their content strategy and what it could really do for their business and customer service. So if you don't know what a chatbot is, uh, you've probably actually encountered one. Um, it's said, uh, according to research by Foresters, that 5% of companies worldwide said that they were using chatbots regularly in 2016. 20% were piloting them and 32% were planning to use them in 2017. So going back two years, you had a big number and I think that what you're gonna see is a, a kind of an explosion in this uh, little arena of marketing. Um, and there's really a question of whether or not this falls into the marketing arena. Whose responsibility is this? And that's something I want to talk about in today's podcast. Now, the whole reason for this podcast uh, is I was per- uh, participating in a Twitter chat um, with CM World all about what you need to do about, know about chatbots. And if you don't participate in Twitter chats, they are really a great way to connect with like-minded people in your industries uh, and have really great conversations around a topic. They happen very fast. Uh, the pace of them is quickly, depending on which kind you're using. CM World uh, from the Content Marketing Institute does a really good job of keeping theirs fast-paced. Uh, only takes about a half hour, up to 45 minutes worth of your time. Um, and it's a really great way to engage with, like I said, people that are around your industry. So today's was uh, about chatbots. And, and Twitter uh, chats also happen quite regularly. So you can get into one where you're kind of following maybe once a week where you jump in. I get into them and out of them. Uh, as my schedule allows, depending on what my workload's like for the day, or uh, I used to participate quite a bit. But again, if you're trying to build that Twitter following or make those connections with relevant people uh, and have relevant conversations, which I think Twitter really is about, um, Twitter chats are a great way. So today's what you need to know about chatbots. And this really kind of got my mind churning a little bit about what a chatbot could be for a uh, kind of like a marketing arm. It's something that we're dealing with a lot more. And I think the reason is we've seen the volume of engagements because of social media. It's really gone up tremendously. There's a lot more avenues for people to reach in the brands and in the businesses and ask questions, whether it's about products or services. Um, it doesn't matter. People want to be engaged with and they have questions. And because social media is a 24 seven, 365 channel for us, we have to be able to answer questions uh, day, night, whenever, holidays, it doesn't matter. You have to be able to engage with your audience. And although I think there's a little bit of caution that I throw at chatbots, they can be really useful uh, to answer some frequently asked questions. And there's a couple of things that kind of come out of that frequently asked questions thing, thing as well that I'm going to be talking about a little bit here today. So getting off the ground, what does a chatbot really do for your business? So when somebody reaches out to you on social media uh, through either a direct message or on a messaging side, like on Facebook, they send you a message. They typically have a question. And we see a lot of this on the university level. And we've seen a really large increase over the past year from international students. It's one way for them to get a hold of us without going through and filling out an application uh, and being able to not have to pick up a phone or send an email or do anything like that. They can use these social platforms to engage with us. So we've had a high volume of questions come through. And what that does is it puts a little bit more strain on your customer service side of the business. So who's answering these questions? Um, How much time are they spending per user? Is there an ROI on that? I mean, obviously, if you're giving somebody information, hopefully it's relevant to some kind of conversion point 
uh, and whether or not there's a call to action that's going to occur there where you're getting them to, in our case, apply or request more information, whatever that is, uh, you really have to be thinking kind of three or four steps ahead of your audience. So when we think of chatbots, it's a simple way to kind of take those frequently asked questions and put them into a database form where a bot, uh, a program will actually have trigger words. So we can say if somebody mentions X, we want you to display Y um, and so on and so forth. So the best way to really start with that is hopefully you have a database of frequently asked questions that you get. And if you don't, you're kind of missing the boat on having data that can really support your customer service arm of how do we respond to people? What are we telling them that's very useful and relevant to the type of questions that they're asking us? Your sales team, in my opinion, is the best area to really start to begin this process. They're on the ground, boots on the ground, talking with customers every day. They know the pain points for customers. When somebody picks up a phone and makes a call or sends a message, what are they asking of us? And there's a lot of information that could just come out of that off the top, things that we can look at from a business standpoint and say, okay, if these questions are being asked for us, how can we better get this information communicated without them having to even answer that, ask that question to us? One thing that I'm doing at the university is looking at our requests for information, the things that kind of come in through our marketing CRM, the questions that are being asked of us. How can we take that data, start to compile questions that we get a lot, and then produce content around that? As we constantly talk about content in this podcast, that's one great thing is that I don't have to sit there and think of what's a good question that somebody might ask. I have that data available to me. So what we're doing is we're kind of compiling that together and then we're going to produce content pieces. It may not all be one type of content, but it may be whatever is useful to the user. If they're on our website and they're asking these questions, we have to find a way in their journey to put those answers in front of them. It may be as simple as having a questions we get asked a lot page that we know that users are going to come to our homepage or they're landing on other pages and we can have that link available to them and it'll answer a lot of the questions that way. It may get rid of that request for information. It may stop that point of contact, at least about those questions that are being asked, and get them right to what we really want them to do. Get that return on investment. Get them to the conversion point, to call to action. Whatever the goal is of what we usually do with our prospective customers, get them there faster. So there's a lot of implications here that we have to think of that we can produce content pieces. If it's something more complicated that takes a lot more than just writing paragraphs, the other thing about writing is that there's SEO. You know, you have to think about what that does for search engine optimization as it relates to your brand. If somebody's asking about something that happens to a product, just waiting for that phone call to occur isn't good enough. Producing content that they can search, YouTube, a lot of people are spending time on YouTube to try to figure out how to fix something or how to get something to work or seeing if there's a pain point or a problem that somebody else had that they could remedy on their own. So by producing a video content piece for maybe some of the longer form stuff, uh, we're going to get that traffic that goes there because people are searching for this. It's something they're looking for. We could look at keywords. We could look at what pages they're going to on the website. But no, even more important than that is just by talking with our sales team and saying, hey, what are the top 10, 15, 20 questions that you're getting asked? And then sitting down with your creative team and saying, okay, how can we answer these in a way that's informative? And it may not be a waiting for somebody to discover it either. It may be we're going to put this whole thing together and push it out. We're going to use our social media platforms. We're going to deliver this content in an email format, whatever it is, we're going to deliver it out there so that people get it rather than us waiting for them to come discover it. And if you have a customer list, or you have something that you could send out, that's even more value added to them. It's you giving away information that they're eventually going to come ask you about. 
where chatbots come into play is it's taking some of that control and saying, okay, we know that people are using Facebook to reach out to us, so let's integrate some kind of chatbot program. And what you're going to want to do is, is find one that works for your business, one that's affordable, one that fits the mold of what you're looking to do. And especially it's really based around the channel that they're on. So if it's Twitter or Facebook or your website, how can you incorporate some artificial intelligence to answer questions that are most relevant? So you build this database of questions, you build these trigger words, and that's really how you start this process. You get that together so that when a trigger word is called upon, it produces this answer. And when you create this kind of, I like to call it your choose your own adventure. I mean, you think of those books, it's, it's you're allowing the user to find their path to the answer, but you also wanna make sure that you're answering it as quickly as possible. You want this full on conversation to occur between a chatbot and a person where the question doesn't get answered or it takes too long and they're frustrated and they leave. Part of this that, you know, in my mind that I struggle with is the fact that at the end of the day, having that personal relationship with a customer, a one-on-one -on -one basis with an actual human on the other side is something that is never been more important than it is now. And that's really a driver behind social media. Social media has allowed consumers to engage with brands and businesses and actually talk to people. I've had many instances where I've taken the Twitter about something that I didn't like about either a business or something that, you know, uh, a brand that I engaged with and I didn't like and I made a comment and then somebody from that business reached back to me and we had a conversation and I'd say 90% of the time a remedy was found. Um, and that to me as a consumer feels really nice. It feels really good to know that somebody on the other end gives a shit about what I have a problem with. And that's what we want to avoid is having a bot maybe trying to answer a question and you don't get there. And therefore you kind of create this, uh, well, I don't feel good about this brand or business because they're not willing to put the time into me. So why should I put my money into them? It's something we want to avoid. But as you start this process with chatbots and you're coming up with your questions, some things to consider, at least from my perspective, is how to answer these questions. And what the form of those questions, the way you're answering them, what tone and voice are you using? How authentic does it sound? And this is something that you can test. A-B testing, again, I think touches all types of levels of a business. It doesn't have to just to be email or marketing programs. A-B testing can deal with actual chat things. So answers to questions. How do I answer it this way versus how else could I answer this question? and then testing those two things against themselves to see which one gets the user maybe to the end result. And sometimes the best way to do this is maybe hold a focus group, you know, and present these questions and problems to a user and say, okay, your problem, we do this A-B testing on websites. I mean, this is how we do user experience and user interface testing is by asking a user to accomplish something. And that's usually a pain point. Why has somebody come to our website? By figuring that question out and then having anybody, any user sit down and age matters, gender matters, uh, technology background matters. Having different levels of users is also important because the 80-year-old that's asking a question online, it happens, is a lot different than the 16-year-old that's asking the question online. That happens. So we wanna make sure that we're also being considerate of the fact of what type of users we have coming. If you have a really small user base that you understand, then this, that problem isn't as complicated. But A-B testing these questions and doing a little bit of focus groups ahead of time, there has to be some research that goes into everything that you do. Be intentional with your responses and what you're actually putting together. This, there shouldn't be something that you research online, you find a program you want to use, and you get it up and running, and you're up and running by the end of the day. This is something that should take some pre-planning on your part. It's you sitting down and saying, okay, 
here's what we want to accomplish with the question that might be asked and here's what that question is so we have a user sit down we ask them to ask that question give them our answer and see what those follow-ups are and you follow them down that pathway and hopefully you get to a point where you're realizing how many questions it takes to get to the answer by testing some of this it's going to give us a much better idea and we're going to have some of those answers ahead of time so let's be intentional in what we want to accomplish but let's be very focused in the processing of that if you spend more time on the front end of anything any project if you spend on the more time on the front end of this by filling out the possible ways that people can go with this by kind of flow charting it out okay if they say they have this question and we give them this answer and then there's a follow-up or this answers the question you know if it's if there's a follow-up question what could it be and then what are the pathways there and then how long does it take us to get to the end I don't have an answer on how many steps there are uh, as I said the conversation can kind of go a bunch of different ways there might be a follow-up question that triggers another word that leads them down another rabbit hole of answers so from a chatbot perspective you have to give that chatbot as much information as you can and I'm sure there's ones out there that you could pay extra for that have machine learning to them uh, that have a little more of that artificial intelligence where they could learn over time what the answers are or maybe they know that you know what the response you gave is not what they're looking for at the end of the day so we either have to rewrite that or we have to fix that so it comes becomes a lot more about the communication pathway and the way that we write our answers that gets people to getting that question answered quickly the point of a chatbot isn't to solve every single question that's being asked of your business at some point there has to be this handoff there has to be this exchange that says, well, you know, I can't help you with that, but I'm going to pass your information along to somebody that can and they'll be in touch with you. And maybe that's a 24-7 service that you have that's always up. You always have buddy, someone staffed for it that could continue the conversation with an actual person. Or it becomes some kind of cue that the next morning when everyone gets in, they go in and they start answering these questions. There's hopefully a lot less of those than what you're seeing right now content-wise. Right now, we get a ton of questions. We're coming in every day, and we have inboxes full of, of questions on every platform that we're on. And this includes our, our regular website, Twitter, Facebook, social media. We have a ton of questions that we have to go in and field, and that takes time. Somebody has to sit there and be knowledgeable about, especially at a university, everything. They have to know who's the right person to get you in touch with. If not, they, they have to have the answer already that they can respond to because timing becomes a big part of this as well. And that's where my gray area on thought is 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 it worth our investment as a business to put it into a chatbot to spend some time putting this together and then produce these results for our end users and what risk is there in you losing them as a customer because i think the customers are a lot smarter than we give them credit for to be able to tell the difference between talking to somebody and talking to a machine and that that's highly dependent on how intelligent the responses of the machine are and how much effort we put in on the front end to really fulfill out some of these questions. Uh, I don't know what I, how I feel about that, I guess. I don't know if I feel good about the fact that, you know what, we might take a person away from this and put a computer in place to answer these questions. Is it gonna help us with the workload? Yes. Is that maybe, is there an ROI attached to that? Yeah, maybe it's allowing that person to spend more time doing actual sales calls or doing whatever it is that person. It's not always a salesperson that does this. So I think another important part piece of this is this question came up in the chat of who's really responsible from your team of actually being part of figuring out how this is engineered. 
And a lot of the responses that I saw come back to this was, it's everybody's job. You know, just like I always say, marketing is everybody's job. So are the questions that are being asked and what we have to answer. I think it goes all the way from the owner down. You know, the people that are putting together the messages, I guess the, the, the idea there was is that it's marketers that should be answering a lot of these questions because sometimes it is a, a big push. And this is, we're not talking about service-oriented questions or very technical questions. We're talking more of, you know, what does your business do? How can it help me? Uh, do you do this? Do you do that? And it's going to vary from business to business. So I shouldn't even be really saying what the questions are because it varies. I don't know what your business does. But thinking in terms of how can this really alleviate a lot of the time we're spending into communication, there's a lot that can be achieved by putting a bot into place. Are bots the future of marketing? No. Are they going to replace salespeople fully and completely? No. There has to be that connection. I keep mentioning this. There has to be a personal side to what we do. Customer service is so important for every business. And this is just one way to have questions kind of answered uh, on a basis when our business maybe can't be running in order to do that. Hey, this might be something that you turn on only between the hours of five and eight, you know, at night when people are really on the internet doing things. So it could be even just part of that. When does this activate it? When is the timing of this? I think that it's a great thing. I think it's a really big opportunity. I see we're going to, anytime that growth starts in a, in a product type like this, uh, you're going to see a lot of businesses that come up and that's great because it drives down the cost of how much a business may be putting into this. We see this with social listening. Uh, social listening is not cheap, but there's a lot of companies out there that do it now. So it's become a lot more affordable for the smaller business to get involved with social listening and to understand uh, what people are, are asking of of the business and things like that and how to actually go in and engage with them. I think there's still a ton of value in having one-on-one -on -one engagements, personalizing it, going in, doing a quick little bit of research about the person that asked the question and humanizing your responses. If you could find a way to get artificial intelligence, you could get these chatbots to really have kind of a stake in that, to, to have a, a more human feel to them, then by all means run with it and go with it and see how it does. But by replacing that communication that you have with your consumers and your customers, I, I think you'd only be hurting yourself in the long run. The thing about this chat that, that was really great, um, that I enjo enjoyed was that nobody had a really big, I think, push for why they were so important. You know, everyone kept coming back to, it's about customer service at the end of the day. And it's about really thinking about what the bot is. You know, what is it really answering? What types of questions should it be allowed to answer versus what type of questions need to be pushed over to an actual person to answer? And what does that mean to the other side? What's the end user uh, thinking about this? And by, by that kind of being what everyone was around, it shows that it's still really young. It's still a new technology and it's still... Uh, being formed as as a, as kind of a marketing side and a marketing vehicle, and there's some big businesses that are using this. I mean, you're seeing, uh, I think Mastercard or one of these big credit card companies uses it. Um, and when you see something like that, there's obviously a huge investment from their side. And when you're talking about a credit card company, you're talking about tens of millions of users and probably tens of thousands of questions per day. So utilizing a bot makes perfect sense. It's definitely saving the company money to do. Um, one kind of a side conversation I got into was starting to talk about user experience and how this is a big part of user experience. And, um, Rebecca that I was talking to, 
uh, a little bit on the side of this, you know, we both kind of came to this conclusion that this is really a user experience feature. It's a function of somebody having an issue and trying to get an answer uh, and using technology in a way to get to that answer. And that's what user experience is all about and user interface is building out these elements so that somebody um, gets in, gets to something quicker. And that's what user experience it really does is it really solves issues of users. And when you think of a bot, that's all it's doing, but it's all powered by humans at the end of the day. Somebody's putting all this together. User experience gets a really, I think, not bad name or bad rap. They just don't have the, the branding. And this is what I said. They don't have the branding that they need. I don't think anyone understands what user experience design is or what user interface design is. And a lot of small businesses have no idea. And when you mention that to them, it scares them because they think, well, this isn't what I'm, I'm looking for. I'm not looking for somebody to come in and redesign how somebody moves from through my website or how somebody gets from point A to point B. But it, it really touches on every aspect of our lives. Roads, uh, shopping, everything is designed to help you get somewhere faster and safely. And when we think of the web and we think of marketing and digital advertising and everything we do on the front end to get you to a product that will be beneficial to you, that all is all encompassing of what user experience and user design can do for you. So I think having as part of your chatbot uh, progression or, or maybe getting into that game, bringing a user experience designer in on this to sit down and help you because there's a lot more psychology to decision making and there's a lot more um, thought that goes into it than just saying, well, this is the, this is the question and here's the answer. Uh, there's some things in between that that have to happen. So if you have the ability to work with a user experience designer or interface designer, uh, it's also really going to help this whole project that you're working on. And I think UX UI is something that we could talk about in this podcast exclusively uh, and never ever run out of content to talk about because it touches websites, it touches marketing, it touches uh, actually walking into a building and being able to find something. You know, when you walk through Walmart, uh, there's a ton of UX design that's in there that you may not even be thinking of, where things are on the shelf, what aisle they're in, how the layout of the building is. Uh, there's some expert that worked on all that and there's tons and tons of data that back them up. And that's really kind of the other piece of that is that no decisions are being made uh, without data informing us on it. And that's really important. If you are doing it the opposite way where you're just asking questions and giving an answer and you're not letting data help drive that, uh, you're, leaving, you're leaving a big piece out of this. So use data to your advantage. Use that A-B testing. Use the frequently asked questions. Um, use content on your site. See where people are navigating to. What articles are they reading? What are the comments? What are the questions that they've been asking? That's all data that should be used to help inform us when we're building out an entire chatbot resource uh, for our business. So I hope you found some value in this. I hope it uh, maybe strikes up some conversation. I'd love to hear comments, as I say, at the end of every podcast. You could reach out to me on Twitter, at Ross Marone. Uh, I'd be really interested to see what your thoughts are on chatbots. If you think it's worth the investment, why? Why not? Uh, and if you're using them already, I'd love to hear about maybe some of the successes that you've had, but also some of the failures. I think that failures are just as important as successes because with every failure, as long as you're learning from it, uh, that's a success and that's a win in my book. So as always, thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.